Welcome to Besties on a Mission, the podcast that explores the limitless potential of the human mind and empowers our listeners to be the best version of themselves and live their dream life. I am your host Kyle and this is my co-host and my best friend Haripriya and we are your besties on a mission. We are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to. Or you can if you want to. Today's episode is going to be a bit different and little extra special because it's just not me and Kyle who are going to be talking today and sharing our stories and experiences. I am absolutely thrilled to have a very special guest with us today, Jerica Slow, a prominent figure in the manifestation community on TikTok. Jerica has inspired thousands of people with her insights and teachings on harnessing the power of the subconscious mind using scientific knowledge and neuroscience. Welcome Jerica. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We are really honored to have you. And to kick off this captivating episode, let's dive right into the power of subconscious mind in manifestation. So, can you share a bit about yourself and your background, taking us on a journey through the experiences that have shaped you who you are today? Yeah, so um again my name is Jerica Slow. I am a brain and personal development coach. Um I am certified in neurolinguistics programming and I continually take neuroscience courses through various universities. Um my journey didn't really start in science. My journey actually started in music production. Um I wanted to be in the music industry for 20 years and very quickly once I was accepted into a um very well-known school I just quickly realized that I kind of lost my passion for music so I decided to leave and that just kind of I kind of felt like a 2-year-old to be honest at that time because I'm like oh my gosh like I literally have no idea what I want to do but it started to spark a lot of different interests in me um so i went on about like a 3 year journey of trying out different things um and then that led me into design i ended up starting my own business doing brand and website design um and then i quickly learned the importance of mindset um when running a business uh and then how that also ties into just your personal life in general um and then that's what kind of led me into learning more about the subconscious mind and neuroplasticity um neuroscience neuropsychology all of that and i very quickly became obsessed i guess would be the best word to use i love this stuff um so then i i got certifications and started partaking in um like online education doing it and that led me to where i am now great um your journey actually sounds incredible and as someone who's actually done neuroscience i can understand how difficult the concepts can be in the beginning mm-hmm. to like grasp so i completely understand where you're coming from um just as a recap like uh, could you take us back to the beginning as in how did you get started as a brain and personal development coach and what exactly like inspired you to embark on this path Yeah so um I was really inspired by actually my business mentor um she is a hypnotherapist and business mentor um when I started following her because I started to notice that it was time for me to hit like a new level in business like I was starting to feel really stagnant and I was just kind of like why can I not reach this new level of income why can I not reach this new level of just confidence like all of these different aspects and I ended up finding my business coach and she started because she's a certified hypnotherapist started you know talking all about the subconscious mind 
And I had always kind of heard the term subconscious, but I couldn't tell you what the heck it was. Like I had no idea. Um, but her like trainings and videos and content online just kind of brought a lot of awareness to it. So I started diving more into it and started realizing and uncovering like, oh my gosh, the reason I can't hit new levels is simply because of my subconscious beliefs. So um, I I honestly kind of owe it to her. Um, her name is Addison Bowen. She is she is a genius in the subconscious mind. Um, and I owe it to her in getting started in the subconscious mind and mindset aspect. Um, and then after that, doing I started to find like Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, Bob Proctor, who talks a lot about it. I just started to find all of these different people. Um, and I started to just become really intrigued by the concept of mindset. And that just started my journey of wanting to dive into learning more about the neuroscience and how the brain works, brain circuitry, neuropsychology, how behavior affects our results. Um, And then I actually started off doing business mentorship where I intertwined the mindset portion with the business portion just because I felt like that was really my anchor into the mindset space um, just because I had been running my own business for two years. So I was familiar with like strategy and all of that. Um, And then I started to kind of as time went by, it was honestly only a couple months that went by at this point where I realized like my heart is really not in with strategy. Like that's not my my area of super expertise, even though I I do know a little bit of what I'm doing. Um, And then that really just brought me into fully pivoting into being a brain and personal development coach and now working with not just entrepreneurs, but also anyone um, who wants to up-level their life. So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey. That is great. That's truly remarkable. And this kind of reminds me of my own inner strength and my potential. So it gives me a sense of empowerment, actually, listening to awesome. your story. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So along the way, we do face challenges and that can sometimes shake our determination, yeah? So can you share some of the challenges you encountered and how you stayed motivated, especially when you are confronted with your dominant beliefs that might have questioned your journey? Yeah, so I think something that I really struggled with and sometimes still do because I'm human and I have an ego was falling back into old patterns because of playing the victim card. With shifting your subconscious beliefs and neural pathways, you need to be consistent because new dominant neural pathways are formed through consistency. And we are constantly going to be challenged with our current beliefs that we are trying to move away from simply because it's just what's habitual right now. So I found it particularly hard for me not to play victim to my external circumstances with like thoughts and frustrations of why is this happening? This would be better if I had money or this wouldn't be happening if I just had XYZ. Um, And to really just understand that my current reality is just a manifestation of my current beliefs. And I think by reminding myself of this, it gave me, and it still does when I find myself in those moments, um, the motivation to continue because I truly deep down know and understand that I have the power to change my circumstances. I just need to stay consistent. So 
I think my biggest motivation personally is just knowing that I am the creator of my reality and just keeping my long-term vision in mind and never letting go of that. That's actually really great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like it's it's really, really nice because a lot of us, as you said, we're all human and we face challenges as we go. And obviously this is like years and years of programming that's like, you know, settled in our subconscious mind. So I understand how initially it can be challenging and that those challenges can come up again and again mm-hmm. at some point until unless it's like completely addressed and completely released and, you know, no longer like part of our belief system i guess yes. so your resilience is mm-hmm. truly inspiring i am not gonna lie and um again the book that we're referring to in this season which is the power of the subconscious mind by dr joseph murphy these are some of the same concepts that he's repeatedly mentioned time and again in like mm-hmm. throughout the book so this is really helpful because you know it aligns with what we're trying to encourage our listeners to do, um, you know, in face of struggles and challenges. And I'm just curious to know what or who served as your main inspiration throughout this, you know, remarkable journey that you've had so far. So when you say inspiration, are you referring to maybe somebody that I don't know and look up to or somebody that I do know and look up to? It can be either. It can be both, actually. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give an inspiration for both. Um, I really, really look up to Bob Proctor. Um, I know he's not a doctor or anything like Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I also absolutely love, but I just love Bob Proctor's way of articulating things. Um, He was really the first person that I started to follow um, and love. And it's really sad that he's not here anymore, but I still follow his like social media pages where they do post consistent stuff on. So I just was really inspired by him. Um, And I honestly think it was just through his articulation. Um, But now from a personal standpoint, um, this might sound a little cheesy, but I really am inspired by my boyfriend. He is the most self-aware person I know. And he really knows how to just take life with a grain of salt and know that everything's just going to work out and that the bad moments of life are just forming what's good to come. And whenever I am in a rut because, you know, of those challenges that I face with playing victim to my external reality, he really knows how to ground me and he stays really grounded himself. So honestly, when I'm in tough moments and I see how he handles them, I'm just always kind of looking at him like, how do you do it? So I, I'm really inspired by him. (laughs) That's really sweet, actually. It's really incredible how mentors and our role models have such a profound impact on us. And we would also like to ask you, when you embarked on this journey, were there others who shared your vision? Or did you feel like you were venturing into an uncharted territory alone? Because for me and Kaya, we had each other. We are doing this together. So I'm very lucky that I have my best friend who's on this journey with me. So was there someone like that for you? So that is a really fun question because I have had both very supportive people and very not supportive people. Um, And it actually ties into another struggle that I really faced um, at the beginning of my journey and something that I've definitely worked through a lot, but I still do struggle with sometimes. And it is the concept of feeling the need to 
prove everything that I say right to others um, mm. because I was faced with people who didn't believe in what I was saying. Um, and I really think that that is what sparked me to get certified in NLP and to actually take like courses in neuroscience so that I could have a way of showing people. And it became proving to then showing because I no longer am trying to prove anything to anyone. I just want to show people the power of their mind. But I would say that um, I've definitely had really big moments on my journey of being alone in it um, where I didn't have a ton of support from the people around me to also being supported by the people around me. I would say my boyfriend and my best friend are the two who they never they, – they support me the utmost. Um, but yeah, I would say it's a little bit of a mixture of both. I think I agree. We have each other and I'm actually very grateful for it because we've been friends for over nine years now. I've known her since I was 17, I guess. Yeah. So we've actually come really long and we've come very far. We've actually like grown up together in all areas of our life, like career, education, and literally in every other area of our life. Like all stupid decisions when it comes to like just enjoying <laughs> Yeah, like we've actually grown up together, but I do understand when you say that it does get lonely at times because I assume that not everyone can always agree on everything that you mm -hmm. are saying. For and sure. I also feel like I understand you because we are both not in the same country. Like I live in the UK and she's in Belgium. So we have each other, but I guess not physically present as another human, mm -hmm. like, you know, to like see and like talk every day, I guess. Actually, that didn't stop us because we do talk to each other every day. <laughs> That's true friendship. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, I guess it's a it's a mix of both, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, now let's dive into a fascinating aspect of your work, our work, the subconscious mind. So can you tell us what you initially thought the subconscious mind was or how has your understanding evolved over time? Or, you know, how would you describe this relationship between our subconscious mind and our ability to manifest our desires? So, like I said at the beginning, um, I didn't know what the heck the subconscious mind was. You know, I would hear people say terms like, oh, you know, subconsciously you probably think this. And I just thought it was like a term that people use. I didn't actually think that that had meaning or that it really meant something. Um, and it wasn't until I, again, found my business coach, um, Addison, who's a hypnotherapist. So she works with the subconscious mind where I started to learn the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and what was the second part of your question? Oh, I was just asking how your understanding has evolved over time and that how would you describe this relationship between our subconscious mind and our ability to like manifest it into desires? Yeah, so I would definitely say as I started to learn more about the subconscious, it went from understanding that the subconscious is important with your results to then having a greater understanding of knowing that the subconscious is responsible for about 95% of your results. And that intrigued me when I heard that statistic. That intrigued me because I was like, why? Like, how is the subconscious mind responsible for 95% of, of our results? And I then started to learn and understand that the 
subconscious holds our identity, our self-concept, which holds all of our habits, beliefs, um, behaviors, patterns, all of that, right? And that all of that contributes to how we take action on a daily basis. And something that I talk about a lot is a very simple formula. Action equals results. You cannot achieve a result without taking action. So you have to really look at where what is what is forming the action? Like, where's the action stemming from? And it comes down to our subconscious mind, which is basically from like a, I guess, maybe a dumbed down version for people who really have no idea what the subconscious mind is to understand it. It's really just um, the place where your brain kind of holds everything so that it can run on autopilot. So it can conserve energy. It doesn't have to actually like think too much on a day-to-day basis on how to survive, right? Because the brain is just designed to keep us safe. It just wants to bring us back to a place of safety. So it holds all of this past experience information so that it knows how to act if we are in threat um, to bring us back to safety. So um, I guess to kind of end this question off, the biggest thing that I really learned about the subconscious mind and what I hope other people can really take from this is that the subconscious mind is simply just wanting to keep you safe and it determines 95% of your results. That is actually quite fascinating. And uh, a lot of people don't know what subconscious is because we have asked a lot of grown-ups while we were starting this podcast and no one really knew. Okay, even we didn't know when we were younger. So yeah. actually that pushed us to make an entire episode dedicated to subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird that in spite of being so important, the concept, we are not actually taught about it, right? Yes. It's funny That's how... wild to me. <laughs> Exactly. It's crazy. Like I'm, I'm saying it's funny, but it's crazy how the important <laughs> things are not taught to us. Like when we are younger, you know. It's crazy that you have to want to take such an extreme route of education to actually then learn how it works, right? Because not a lot of people go into neuroscience. So, um, well, I know there is a lot of people, but not a lot of people that you like know, right? On a day to day basis, go into neuroscience, and it's wild that you have to choose such a long term type of career or education path to then learn the importance of your own mind (laughs) it's funny because we are like our bachelor degrees is in genetics and this is what we've studied like for like eight years of a life like she is specialized in molecular and cellular sciences and i am in biomedical sciences but it is through my one-year role at neuroscience institute is when all of this just sort of like hit me in the face you know Mm -hmm. It's funny how life works, honestly. (laughs) Yes. Something I want to add to that I guess can tie into what I was just saying about the subconscious mind is the concept or I guess the idea that life is just perception. And when you learn about the subconscious mind, you really do truly understand that life is just perception um, because the way that you are responding and reacting is dependent or I guess determined by your perception of the situation, which is just... um, formed through your past experiences exactly like through your childhood upbringing and everything that you've experienced since you were a kid Mm -hmm. so yeah so i will just dive into the next question now so uh, many of our listeners are familiar with the concept of affirmations and visualizations could you share some additional techniques or practices that you have been particularly been using to harness the power of your subconscious mind for manifestation 
Um, hypnotherapy is a really great tool. Um, I know a lot of people don't have access to it um, because, you know, for me personally, I worked with a hypnotherapist and coach. So, um, but when it comes to like things you can do at home, you can find like hypnosis audios on YouTube. My only thing I'm going to say is make sure it's from a certified hypnotherapist. Um, I think hypnotherapy is kind of this little tricky concept that it can be I don't want to say dangerous, but also I do want to say dangerous for like people who aren't certified in it to just start creating all these recordings. Um, So hypnotherapy is definitely something that I have utilized. Now, I go through different periods. It depends on my goals of like what I'm doing. Um, Affirmations, I know you had just brought up affirmations, but affirmations are the biggest one for me, but I will only listen to them first thing in the morning and right before I go to bed because that's when your subconscious mind is more suggestible. Um, Whereas if it's like 2 p.m. and you have, you know, just been writing an essay, you're not going to be in theta brainwave and the affirmations are only going to affect 5% of your brain power. So affirmations are a really big one. Um, Meditation. um, I know you had brought up visualization. So alongside um, visualization meditations that I, I, I do and have done, a really big one for me has been nervous system regulation meditations because the nervous system goes hand in hand with the subconscious mind. If your body and mind are not on the same page, it's going to be really hard for you to manifest your desires and to actually attain and sustain your desires. Um, So for me, the biggest ones, especially based on my goals and my past experiences, nervous system regulation has been a really, really big factor in my day-to-day routines and rituals. Um, so yeah, I would say in addition to the visualization and affirmations that you had mentioned, hypnotherapy and, um, nervous system regulation meditations have been really big for me. That's actually great because this is going to tie into another one of our episodes for the upcoming future, because we actually are bringing on a hypnotherapist expert, like someone who's certified to like um, speak about, you know, how she got into it and how she has like helped change so many people's lives, basically, because um, I guess not a lot of people are open to the understanding that um, it's not your fault. And it's that the subconscious mind has adopted beliefs from when you were younger and that it can take a lot of effort as a adult with you know so many years of experience to like challenge them and like just change them overnight I guess so thank you for mentioning hypnotherapy because that is an excellent suggestion now let's explore the specific aspects uh, we've been discussing in our first season which is including health money wealth love and happiness in general so how can individuals as in how can people tap into the power of the subconscious mind to manifest these desires or these aspects um, effectively Or are there any other unique techniques or approaches that you would suggest for any particular area? So the biggest thing that I actually really want to bring attention to is self-love. Self-love, honestly, um, in business, a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs will say business is a self-love game. And I wholeheartedly believe that life is also a self-love game. Um, There are a lot of components that tie into self-love, such as self-worth, self-esteem, even self-confidence. And I think that when you learn to cultivate a deep acceptance for where you are now, for forgiving yourself for the past, and for just loving yourself wholeheartedly, I think that it allows you to take 
extreme action and for your energy to be in alignment with the things that you actually are desiring. And I think that it's just been proven through the people that I've seen around me who do hold a wholehearted love and acceptance for themselves that they are able to achieve so much, whether that's wealth, love, career, whatever it is, simply because they don't get caught up in shame. They don't get caught up in insecurity. They don't get caught up in just all the little self-sabotage things that can hold you back from taking the bold action that you want. And I think that with each new level of love relationship, each new level of career, each, each new level of income goals really comes down to pushing past those limiting beliefs that you have. And I think that when you cultivate such deep inner self-love and acceptance, it allows for you to break through limiting beliefs much quicker and more, I guess, efficiently is the word I'm using. I want to say that that was very well put. And uh, it really resonated with me when you talked about self-love, actually. And also, it's fascinating to see how our perspectives evolve with knowledge and expertise. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. yours. Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. So now let's take a breather from the professional realm. And uh, we would like to know, outside of work, what are some things that bring joy and fulfillment to you? Yeah. um, So music was obviously a really big part of my life for a really long time. Um, I went, I want to say five years where I didn't even touch a single guitar, didn't try singing, producing music or anything like that. Um, But recently I've just felt a little bit more of a pull to engage in some guitar and singing in my spare time. Um, Typically, I don't even own a guitar anymore, but typically it's when I'm like visiting my cousin because there's a guitar at his house. Um, So I really do enjoy that in my spare time. For me, personal connection is really big. I love spending quality time with the people that matter to me. Um, I'm very lucky. I live in very close proximity with every important person in my life. Um, They literally all live within a 10 kilometer radius. Um, So I see I see people a lot. Um, I absolutely love to me freedom equals reading a book in a park in the sun. Like I love that. That is my favorite thing to do um, as like passing time. Another thing I really like to do is I like water activities. Like I, I don't do this as often as I used to a few years ago, but I love like water skiing, um, sea doing, tubing, boating, all of that. I haven't done any of that this year, but um, I do really love that. But I would just say like on a day-to-day basis, the things that I'm doing when I'm not working are reading in the sun at the park, hanging out with the people I love, and maybe I'm a little too tied up in my work, but I do spend a lot of my spare time learning more just because I absolutely love what I do. I love mindset and the subconscious mind. Um, So yeah, hope that answers the question. It sounds like you have a well-rounded and like a very fulfilling life. And that's what we all aim for. I was actually surprised when you said you like water activities because I am a big water person, like literally. Even before like I got introduced to any of this, the one thing that actually calmed me down was swimming. Like I'd go swimming twice a day because that's one of the ways I learned how to regulate myself, I guess, you know, before any of this mindset approach um, was introduced in my life. So 
Speaking of all of this, could you take us through a typical day in your life and what are some of the rituals or like practices you follow without fail, like, you know, to reprogram your mind on a daily basis? Yeah, so a typical day in my life looks like, um, now I will say this changes throughout my goals. Um, Like I said, you know, eight months ago when my goal was cultivating more confidence, my routine looked a little different. Um, but right now I have a really, really big goal of letting go of fear. I have a lot of fear stuck in my body um, and a lot of fearful thoughts that really affect my behavior on a day-to-day basis just because of my past experiences. Um, so right now with my goal being letting go of fear, the first thing I do when um, I actually set my alarm 10 minutes before I actually have to get up just so that I can pop in my headphones and listen to my morning affirmations. I created them myself and it's all geared around my personal limiting beliefs. Um, So I pop in those for about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, And then a routine I've been trying to stick to, but this changes, especially as a woman with our hormonal changes. Um, Sometimes it's harder to stick to this, but my um, boyfriend gets up to go to work at 530. So when he gets up, I will sometimes I like to go to the gym, maybe go for a run, do some type of exercise in the morning to get my nervous system regulated um, to just set myself up for success. I try really, really hard not to jump into emails or social media first thing in the morning just because I had a really bad habit of that in the past and I noticed that it really doesn't serve you in terms of setting your day up for ease and peace. Um, So yeah, after I do a little bit of a workout, that's when I'll come home and I'll do my nervous system regulation meditation. Um, I flip between two. One is a hypnosis on nervous system. That's like about an hour long. And then the other is just a 25 minute meditation for the nervous system. Just depends what I'm feeling that day. Um, And then I'll get ready for the day and I work for a couple of hours. My work days differ, but throughout the day, if I'm finding that in the middle of work, I'm getting really dysregulated, I will try and take a break, maybe go for a walk, go to the park, read for 30 minutes, whatever it is, just because that is going to carry on to the rest of my day. So, and it's going to affect my behaviors throughout my workday, especially if I have client calls. So, I'm really self aware of how I'm feeling throughout my workday. I also, maybe this is a tip for any maybe entrepreneurs listening. Um, I schedule my certain work things throughout the week on certain days um, so that I'm not overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis. As like an example, I leave all of my heavy admin for like on Mondays. This just helps regulate my nervous system throughout the week. Um, And I'll only take client calls on certain days. So I'm not heavy on calls every single day just because again, with my goal being calming my nervous system and letting go of fear, I really have to be conscious of the things that are dysregulating me. Um, so I really set up my schedule for success in that way. Um, and then after work, I like to do a little bit of things that I like, like going to the park and reading, um, hanging out with my boyfriend. He gets home from work pretty early, so that's always nice. I like to watch TV. We're binge watching Lost right now. So um, we'll make dinner together and do that. And then depending on if I have a little bit of like extra work to do, um, I'll do that at nighttime. Um, but I like to put my phone away around 8 p.m. so that I have the last two hours of the day to just be present and not be on social media because whatever you are putting into your brain right before you fall asleep is it's suggestible. The subconscious mind is extra suggestible during this time. Um, and you're gonna go to sleep and literally wire that into your brain. So I'm very conscious in the last 
two hours of my waking hours that I am being present and not engaging in activities that are going to, I guess, harm my subconscious mind. So um, thank you for that comprehensive breakdown. And uh, thank you for sharing that with us. So now we know that the manifestation journey can sometimes face obstacles and like some setbacks and you know, that's normal. So what advice would you give to our listeners who may be struggling with maintaining belief and, you know, being consistent in their practices? My biggest piece of advice, um, and I guess the biggest thing that I want anyone to take away from this and to take away from the mindset space in general is that things will feel really hard before they get really good. Um, And this is simply because when we are about to form a new habitual way of thinking and a new habitual neural pathway, there is a lot of resistance due to the current or almost the old neural pathway that essentially wants to complete its circuit. And but the new one is becoming so strong that there is a lot of resistance. Um, So my advice would be to not give up when things feel hard, because it usually means you're about to hit a breakthrough. You know, thank you for actually mentioning that, because a few days ago, I mean, in a few days ago, at least over the weekend, I had some challenges that did come up, which sort of pushed me to that place where it was like, oh my God, this is so hard. Why should I keep going sort of attitude? But then it was so easy to snap back because the end goal is what is more important, I guess, you know? Yes, 100%. And this might seem like a really personal question. And I'm just asking it out of curiosity, like what inspired you to make these changes? Because as painful as it was for me in the past, and for me to admit right now, I didn't start till my life hit absolute rock bottom. You know, I, I mentioned before that it wasn't until my diagnosis and a couple of months after that, when things fell apart is when I decided to do this. So is that similar for you or you decided to like change your life before? Yes, mine was very similar. Mine was when I was at a place of rock bottom. Um, I was very unhappy in my job. I had reached a place of pure depression and anxiety. Like I couldn't get myself out of bed on weekends because I was just not happy. Um, I found myself in a rut where Fridays would come and most people are excited because it's the weekend, but I was thinking too far into the future and remembering that I had to go back to this workplace on Monday. So I would not enjoy my weekends. Um, I felt stuck because I had dropped out of music production and I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. I felt stuck at the current job that I was working in. Um, I was in a relationship that gave me no support. I wasn't valued. I don't have a close relationship with my parents even now today. So this affected me 10 times more back in the day when everything else was kind of just falling apart. Um, And the biggest thing for me was career. That was a really big rock bottom for me because I spent 20 years with such a big dream that I knew I was made for more than showing up to a nine to five office. I knew that my mission was bigger. I knew that what would bring me peace and happiness was far more than just showing up to appease to someone else nine to five and then going home eating dinner and doing it all over again the next day. Um, And I think that that's where it really came full circle for me because I was able to understand that in order to get myself out of a rut so that I didn't have to work that 
soul-sucking nine-to-five, I had to work on my mindset. And it came full circle because now I don't work a nine-to-five. I help people with their mindset. Um, So yes, 100%. I totally agree. I think for a lot of people, it comes down to reaching a place where you feel so helpless and so fearful or so unhappy that you are like, what the heck can I do to change this? Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I'm sure your story will resonate with many other people who listen to this, who are going through similar struggles. And uh, your openness can really make a difference in their lives and also our lives. Thank you. So, yes, (laughs) as we near the end of this enlightening episode, what final piece of advice or insight would you like to share with our listeners who are embarking on their manifestation journey? Something that I want people to take away from this is if you do not have your current desires, it is simply because your subconscious beliefs are not in alignment. And a lot of us like to play the fate card. Um, I'm just not meant to have X amount of money. I'm just not meant to find my soulmate. I'm just not meant to work a job that makes me happy. No, the biggest telling sign that you are in alignment with your desires is when you have the desire. Because if you don't have it, you're just desiring it. It is simply because your conscious mind desire is not in alignment with your subconscious mind belief. So I want, I really, really hope that people will will take from this whole episode is that the subconscious mind is very powerful and that um, you're not destined to have certain things in this lifetime if you want something and you don't have it, it's just because it's not in alignment with your belief system. Oh my God, that is That so was a true. great answer, actually. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That, that, that's actually really nice. <laughs> so um, thank you, Jerrica, for like sharing your wisdom and all of your inspiring insights with us today. It's been an incredible conversation, to say the least. I honestly believe that. And I'm sure our listeners would have gained valuable knowledge to enhance their practices and in, in changing their belief system. So thank you so much for coming on to this call. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was. It was indeed. Yeah. So, and to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this amazing episode of Besties on a Mission. We hope the insights shared today empower you and your manifestation journey. Remember, you have the power to manifest the life of your dreams. Until next time, stay aligned with your desires and manifest with intention. So thank you guys. This is the end of our seventh episode, our first guest episode. We really hope you enjoyed this. We are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to. Mm-hmm.